0: Hello, hello, one and all, and welcome to the very first podcast that I'm going to call The Book of Life. I actually don't know if that's what I'm going to call it, but uh, hey, uh, I pressed a button and the music started, and now here I am talking over music, and that's kind of fun. I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm sitting in my car, waiting for my daughter's gymnastics to be done, because when's a mama going to find time to do a podcast? It's going to happen right here, right now. So, looking at scripture. Planning on looking at the scripture and seeing how it can bring us to life right here, right now. How it can help us be more in love with mystery and life than we are afraid of any fear how scripture ties around the heartbeat of humanity and speaks truth that is to be used that is never to be used to prove or separate into clubs of in and out or whatever this ain't no country club either but only to unite and heal hearts about me i believe that if its truth there's true ev- absolutely everywhere in the beautiful tapestry of life truth and god's breath and god's love is boundless and found all around us always. And as we practice our individual faiths, it will lead us deeper into love and connection and to see how each and every one of us in our lives uh, can live this love that is found absolutely everywhere. So let's dive into this weekend's readings, shall we? Okay, let's do the music. Fade out. Ooh, that was fun. Alright, team. Whoops. Ah! There we go. So this weekend we've got the absolutely beautiful readings and they're readings that um have been seen in so many different ways and one of the readings from the book of Genesis about Adam and Eve and just as a side note Adam what the the name Adam in Hebrew means human person so so these are standing for everybody the Bible is filled with human truths that connect to lives and hearts and souls of absolutely everybody and you see this evolution of people actually discovering the boundless love of God um, and and it's absolutely incredible so the first place I want to start is this today's reading is from Genesis 3 and it's the one that most people know about is this creation story of Adam and Eve but what I want you to know is that there are two man there are two creation stories in the Bible and the first creation story and I think it's like the, the first one that's listed and it needs to be the first one on our hearts always and that is God creates everything and then he creates humans or she creates humans God creates humans um, and says, to be made in our image, this God of relationship, which will be another episode at some other time. But in this, in in God, the image and likeness of God and of love, each and every one of us are created that. And then God steps back and looks and says, and everything he said is good, is good, is good, is good. And then once humans come in and once he looks at all of God's creation, he says, it is very good. That is our core. Everything starts from there. Everything has to start from there. And this next part that we have, the second creation story, we see this idea of original sin, if you will. And I want to say our original wound or our original pain. And it's so often been used as this, like, Adam and Eve bit the apple. Oh, man, dudes, you guys are awful. You're horrible people. Now God's going to punish you. Bum, 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 bum. Um, and it's this been this this thousands of years of, of this idea of this punishing God of this fire insurance religion. And it just breaks my heart because what I've learned through life is that, wait a minute, man, that's not what it is. It's not what God is. It's not who God is. And that my shape of how I see God and how I see life and how I see the universe and reality really matters a whole heck of a lot because it's going to dictate how I live my life and it's going to dictate how I, how I relate to others and myself and really all of God's creation. And so if i live from this idea of well we're bad so i guess we just need to try to be better um we there's so much pain in that and separation but life isn't about separation life is about god's god's will of of love and boundless compassion and mercy and including and using all of our life, the sacred dance between human choice and God's um, div- divine spirit that blows through all of creation. So in the story, yeah, there, you know what, there is punishment at the end. But remember, this is human writing um, that is that is dancing with the mystery of God within it. And But I want, what I want to say is like when we make a mistake, if I do something that is just not connection and that is separation there are immediate consequences that's just a reality that we live in there are consequences but the truth out of that is that God can use every single consequence to bring connection and love God can can use every single moment of our life to bring us into connection and healing and love so here's what we see we see maybe not so much of this wound being, um, Adam biting the apple, but Adam's reaction to biting the apple. So what, what does that mean? But what does that mean, man? And what I want to say is, is that, um, Adam bites of this apple, and before he bites the apple, they were naked and not ashamed. That doesn't mean like I'm sitting here in my birthday suit and I'm totally fine. Like with that, oh, feel the breeze. It feels really beautiful. It's talking about being vulnerable. They are exactly who God created them to be. They are filled with love. They are they are dancing and and and, and when I look at this, I see it as Adam being completely who he is, and Eve being completely who she is looks exactly like she looks and Adam looks exactly like he looks and they're they're just in this this bliss of non-judgment of non-dual thinking of in or out or this or that but of a complete union of love exactly as they are are. And not because there's rules that they have to meet and clubs that they have to be in and things like that, but just being who God made them to be. And so they bite of this apple and this apple that says, when you bite of it, you're going to be like God. And we all have that obsession. I want to be like God. I want to be able to choose from this and that from the other thing. I want to be able to say who's out and in. I want to be able to say, um, uh, what can be used and what can't be used. And I want to be able to, d- to push out whoever I want to push out. But what we, find is all that does is cause so much suffering and so much hate and so much pain. Um, that let, and I want us to dive deeper into this because we're looking at how scripture, um, is alive in our hearts and how scripture doesn't never, ever should never, ever tear people apart, but only bring us together and unite us. So what we see is this, we see, and I, am just realizing how much I say, what we see is this note to self. Anyway. Um, Adam then bites the apple and realizes that he's naked. He realizes that he's vulnerable, and all of a sudden, he's scared of being judged. And and he and and there's this fear of I need to be the best or whatever it is. And, and this all of a sudden, oh no, I need to decide what's right and wrong and who's in and who's out, and and, and what which was never ever a thing, uh, in the first place. Um, it's man-made and and all of a sudden um, there's this fear that's there and for some reason we we miss this part where Adam uh, they 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 make fig leaves right and all of a sudden you know Adam's like really really Eve you're gonna pick that fig leaf to make a skirt out of uh, and 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 Eve's like you look like that when well, you should look like this or that or the other do you see what I'm saying how it how it really and it really dives into our life right here right now so they realize... that they are naked and so they hide this is huge I think our original wound isn't this idea of biting the apple but our original wound is hiding who God made us to be because we're scared of being judged and so much comes out of that and I I ended up writing a poem about it that kind of sometimes when these things happen I can feel them happening in my body before I write them or whatever it may be as we create alongside this spirit of truth and, and of love And the poem goes like this, Adam, another name for every man. I was afraid because I realized I was vulnerable or naked, so I hid myself. And that's Adam. So a little side note here is that they hear God coming and then they hide. And God is calling, Adam, "Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? God knows where Adam's physical body is. But I think in that moment, God is weeping, saying, no, beloved, don't hide who you are. Where is this truth of this beauty of this Adam that I made? Why are you judging it? Why are you hiding it? Why are you pointing fingers? I love you. Where are you? Adam, insert your name here, where are you? Where is this depth and this truth of love of who God made you to be before so many other things caused you to to hide who you are? So here we go, Adam, another name for every man. I was afraid because I realized I was vulnerable and naked, so I hid. I was a kid playing, singing, twirling, dancing completely myself. Another kid made fun of me. I became afraid, so I hid. I wore a bright shirt that I loved that felt suited me perfectly. Someone told me it was ugly. It hurt. I became afraid. So I hid. I was being friendly and welcoming and being my silly loud self. And someone started to cut me down, to make fun of me, told me it wasn't cool. I became afraid. So I hid. I loved so very deeply. A love that made me a better person. A love that helped me and my partner serve each other and the world. And someone told me how I love was wrong. I became afraid, so I hid. I was just standing there. And someone started making fun of me for being short, being heavy, being tall, being a, having a certain haircut, being skinny... For the color of my skin and the list goes on. I became afraid. So I hid. I hid behind anger. I hid behind name calling. I hid behind pointed fingers. I hid behind fame. I hid behind money. I hid behind video games. I hid behind booze. I hid behind pot. I hid behind buying things. I hid who I was. Until I couldn't find myself of love anymore. I'm lost, buried under all of this crap. I'm afraid. So I hid my drinking, even from myself. I feel awful. But society says I should always feel great. I'm afraid of not fitting in and of looking weak. So I hid. Please. Please. Please open your hearts to hear this as God is calling your name to your very heart of who you are. God's response to Adam's hiding was not, Well, well, you do kind of suck. Or, How dare you have hid? Or, Just be better, Kay. Or, Pull up those bootstraps. Or, I hate you. Why did you do this? Nothing of separation. God's response was, who told you that you were naked? Translate, translation Who told you that you were anything other than my beloved child? Who told you that you weren't enough exactly as you are? Who told you that you are anything less than beautiful? Because you, your heart, exactly as it is before any hiding, is exactly who God made you to be. Please. Don't hide, beloved. Be who you are. Release what you've built up around you and just be you. And see how it frees you to give life to others with love and acceptance. So I think as we move forward, we see how much we have hid in our lives and we have to be able to try to see what do I need to eliminate? What do I need to be let go of? Where do I need to heal? So I can start to break down. Instead of trying to gain more things, I can try to break down these walls and these things that have kept me bound, that have helped, had helped me hide so that I can discover and just end up entering that true self of love of who I am and who God created me to be and i know for myself i'm a weirdo and i love laughing and i love connecting to people and i love to dance and i love to sing and i love to do all of these things and and i try to to not do to not do be separate and to not point fingers and such like that and i'm i'm i know that for myself in my life i have hid at different times because we're human and it's part of being human but instead of of hearing someone pointing fingers at you hear god say i love you Who told you that you were naked because this is exactly who I made you to be. And so we see that within our first reading and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, And so may we try to care for this, this wound of wanting to hide in the first place and love and don't hide and be who you are exactly how God made you to be. And now this leads us into the second reading this weekend, which is from second Corinthians. And in this reading, um, we hear about, it's interesting because in this reading, Jesus is around so many people, um, from so many different backgrounds and he's talking and he's loving and, and, and the place is packed. And instead of somebody saying, wow, look at all of this beautiful inclusion, the people that are in power go, this man is mad. What is he doing with all of these people? Um, isn't that interesting? How 2,000 years later, we see the exact same thing happening where, where, um, instead of people saying, instead of include, you know, try to decide who's in and who's out, whether it's not, that is not what the gospel is. That is not good news at all. The good news is this, this, this incredible love and this mystery that we are all in. And so, um, and so now we see in in Corinthians, uh, we see this idea of this power of hope and this power of love and these things that we can't see. Um, how 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 we look at what is unseen um, for what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. And I think that is absolutely beautiful because our true selves is this love, is this goodness, um, and and that is is what is eternal. Um, and so we see here these people. Acting on what they see, which is all of these um, individuals that are gathered together, and and they they see this and they say, "Hey, man, um, they they're not in my club. Uh, Jesus has lost his mind. He's a crazy guy." Um, and it's it's. It's It blows my mind how we don't realize this as a people that whenever we do separate into categories and whenever we do try to push people out, we're doing the exact opposite of what Jesus did in the Gospels. And so here we see... Um, we see Saint Paul saying to people, "Don't lose heart." Uh, you know, our outer side, outer selves are are wasting away, but our inner nature nature is being renewed, renewed every single day. So this call to newness and this call to beauty in our lives and this call to know that that um, uh, the, the, in in our core we are the same. In our core, we are love, and so. Um, we have in this uh this reading this call to hope and this call to love that is eternal and we need to have hope we have to try to step away from this idea of splitting and categorizing and to enter into our true selves of love and now ladies and gentlemen boys and girls that may or may not be listening uh (laughs) we have uh um, or may or may not have played this podcast we move into the gospel of mark and here we talk about Ba-da-da-ba. Satan a Beelzebub. And um and here's interesting. Let us expand our minds, shall we, in this newness of every day. So when we talk of Satan in our life, we so often think of like this dude with this like pitchfork and fire and like I'm standing there and all of a sudden he comes over my shoulder and he's like, light the things on fire, do it. And then sound effects. Another angel comes on my other shoulder and says, do not light the things on fire, you hurt people, love each other. I want us, okay, the word Satan. Let's go beyond this idea of this image of like somebody in this fiery pit and let's expand this into here right now. The word Satan actually means, it translates to the accuser. Let that sink in for a minute. The accuser. So every time I say, every time I say, it's not, it's them. They're the problem. This is the problem. It's you, it's you, it's you, and you shouldn't look like this, and you shouldn't be like this, and you shouldn't laugh at that, and you shouldn't be this way, and and I'm this way because this happened, and I'm this way because that happened, and I'm doing this because of this and that and the other thing, and and you know, I'm my economy is in trouble because of these people or whatever it may be. Every time we we point Fingers, we we die. We we enter this idea of Satan, um, and it's it's interesting. So we're, remember, we're going beyond this idea of a fire assurance religion. We're talking about here, like now is the time for salvation. Now is the time for life. And if I can realize that that when when is it that that uh, that that death comes upon me, if you will, and I'm going beyond this, I, the physical, but, but like within our lives, it's, if I am accusing and I'm pointing fingers, um, I don't have life and I can't enter life. The life and love of God is always there and always all around you and is inviting you to be there. And like, it, it is in you and, but you, we have to stop Pointing fingers and accusing to be able to see that it's already there and to be out and then to become who we always have been in the first place. So in this Gospel of Mark, what we see happening is uh the, the it's very ironic because here's Jesus and it says that there's this crowd that came together again and they couldn't even eat because there were so many people and it doesn't say so Jesus started to point fingers and tell people who was in and who was out and that they had to be Jewish and they had to be this and they had to be that nope what happens is all of these people are around and the the high priests say they they say he's gone out of his mind they think that Jesus has gone out of his mind because he's not separating people into categories, because he's loving everyone. He's talking to people. He's, com- he's sharing stories. He's, he's healing souls no matter who they are. And so it's interesting because the scribes who are seen as these, these big important people, they enter the thought process of the accuser. You, you have gone mad, Jesus. You should not be spending time with these people. You should not be doing these things. And it's this it's 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 um it blows it blows my brain in in, in a whole bunch of of awesome pieces um to see what happens here. And then Jesus erases every accusatory line ever, every line of separation ever, because he says we should be with your family they say you should be with your family. And Jesus says, Who? Who is my family? Anybody who lives in love, absolutely everybody that has love in them are my brother and my sister and my mother and my father. Let that sink in. It's absolutely beautiful. He never enters this, this accusation but says, Look, every single person that is living in love and love is within every human being. They are my mother and they are father and they are sister and they are brother. And he says... Uh, it, it, who, who rises up against himself is divided and he cannot stand. But, um, but th- that, that house cannot stand and will fall. And so what we see here is, is uh, what unites all of these, re- these, these readings. And it's this. When you hide who you are, you divide who you are. And you will not be able to stand. So believe in yourself and be who you are, God's beloved as you are. And see how this is the house that God has already built within you in your life. Live it with the doors and the windows wide open so that you might feel the spirit of truth blow through like the wind and connect your heart so deeply to mine and to each other's and to God's that you won't be able to tell where God's breath begins and ours end. United in one spirit, the same spirit under many metaphors. All of these readings today call us to not hide, call us to erase boundaries, call us to love, call us to include. They call us to live in acceptance and and see how this brings us freedom, to be who we are, exactly how God made us to be, and to see that the world is beautiful and good. Grace and peace, friends. Thank you for tuning in to the very first podcast. Here's my shout-outs. Shout-out to anybody that's ever shown me love. Shout-out to you. Shout-out to those that feed my spirit and feed my soul. Shout-out to my family. Shout-out because lots of people say shout-out in podcasts. So there's my shout-outs. And shout-out to you, dear listener.